Welcome to Momentum Church. Well, good morning, everybody. A couple of housekeeping things to get started. Number one, Bill, would you mind grabbing that table for me and bringing it up here? I appreciate it. Everybody give Bill a round of applause for being awesome. We love Bill around here. I am wearing a boot. It is not a fashion statement. The short version, I did too many box jumps, okay? And I'll be wearing it for a few weeks, and I'll be fine. Um, Also, uh, I don't know what it is about the last two times that I have preached. My allergies have gone nuts the last two times. Last time I preached, I sounded like Barry White and put everybody to sleep. This time, my allergies started acting up really bad yesterday, and I was sneezing like crazy, watery eyes and all of that. So I was like, you know what? I'm preaching on multiplication. I'm going to multiply the amount of allergy medicine I take. (laughs) And so as a result, I'm no longer sneezing, but now my throat is extremely dry. Um, So if I take a lot of drinks of water and whatnot, don't make fun of me and don't post it to social media. Um, But... Not really on social media a whole lot. I, I do have an Instagram, a Facebook, or whatever, and, and I'll post to Instagram, but I don't really look at social media, like, at all. So people always ask me, hey, did you hear, you know, that they had a baby? And I'm like, look, I didn't even know they were pregnant. Um, so, no, I definitely didn't know that, and I haven't seen the updates. If you expect me to see your updates, I don't, and I won't. Um, so if you want to update me, talk to me, um, and hope that I remember it. And... You know, so for, for me, though, I just, I just don't do social media a whole lot. Just, I, I, I do YouTube, though, okay? But I don't do it for the social aspect. I just enjoy videos. I don't even know what we did before YouTube. Like, yeah, I mean, like, how did you learn anything before YouTube? We read books. That's what we did. Like, you had a Hanes manual to fix your truck, you know? Like, I have, I have a Hanes manual for my truck on my shelf at home, and I don't use it. I'm like, that takes way too long. I can watch a guy do it. And, you know, but, but YouTube is interesting. It's all the platforms, really, they all have these algorithms that are designed to multiply your time on the various platforms, right? They do all kinds of different stuff. So, like, I, they, for YouTube, they want you to multiply the videos that you watch. And so they, they start to figure out what you like and what you don't like, uh, and, and then they start showing you that stuff. But... But listen, the YouTube algorithms are are pretty delicate, right? And so what they'll do as well, though, is that as as you're on YouTube, they will pop in random videos just to kind of test the waters with you. And and so, like, you'll be scrolling, and you'll see these random videos. And if you're on your phone, I scroll with my thumb. And and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but, like, you accidentally scroll with your thumb too hard. And you accidentally click that one video that was the random one. And you're like, oh, dang it. What did I just do? And now the algorithm has told YouTube, Brantley Johnson is really interested in Lindsay Lohan's career. I'm like, oh. Now i got to spend two and a half hours on YouTube to prove I don't care about her. Readjust the algorithms. (laughs) You know, but that, that's what they do to you. They multiply the videos that you see. And, you know, for those of you who, in, who are in here and you want to go, like, hyper-spiritual with me, like, can I just tell you that all of these platforms are operating on God's 
principle of multiplication to begin with. Like, I don't know where you are in life, right? You, you could be, uh, life is going great for you, right? You know, maybe you're a kid in here and you're like, look, I get to eat, sleep, play, and go to school to see my friends. I don't go to learn. I go to see my friends, right? Man, life is good, right? You, you could be in here, an adult, and you're like, yeah, man, things are pretty good right now. Listen, you still need this theory of multiplication in your life. You could be in here and you're like, look, my life is not what I thought it was going to be. In fact, the situation I am in right now with my job is not what I want it to be. Uh, the situation I'm in with my marriage is not what I want it to be. The situation with my finances is not what I want it to be. You know, I can't seem to control my thought life, right? I, I, my thoughts just get away from me. And I can't seem to control where they go, right? Like, you need multiplication in your life, this, this principle of multiplication. And so I couldn't, as I was thinking about this message, I couldn't come up with just one sermon title. So I've got three for you to choose from. Whatever fits with you and your personality, okay? Like for all the sports fanatics in here who are secretly checking their phone right now, you can tell everybody that you're taking notes, but you're checking scores from yesterday, I want you to call this sermon Big Mo, all right? Big Mo. If you're in here and you're married and it's been a while, you can call it reproduce. <laughs> if you're in here and, and you want to go hyper-spiritual with me, I want you to call it the law of multiplication, okay? So that's where we're going, the law of multiplication. And here's the thing. In, in Genesis, we can see where multiplication is established. Everything that is in creation was designed to multiply. And we see it happen first in Genesis chapter 1. God creates the trees, and uh, they have fruit and whatnot, and they multiply after their kind. We see the birds of the air multiply after their kind, and the, the beasts of the field, the, the fish in the sea, they all multiply multiply after their kind. But then we go uh, a little bit farther and, and we see where God creates Adam and Eve. And, and the first instructions to human and, uh, humankind that we have written here, it's in uh, ver verse 28. It says, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Right? We see where all of creation is designed to multiply. Scientists who don't even believe in God believe that the universe is expanding. Could I, could I uh, maybe hypothesize with you that maybe God isn't done creating and multiplying? You know, so I, I think that, that God isn't done. I think God is an artistic God. And he's like, look, man, I, I create too much incredible stuff to stop right now. <laughs> you know, God, everything in creation is designed to multiply. And you know, if we go into James chapter 1, you'll see where even our thoughts, it doesn't go just to created things, but it also goes into our thought life. Our thought life is designed to multiply. If we go to James chapter 1, it says, then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it has run its course, brings forth death. See, it's, it's these these thoughts that, that tend to multiply in our lives. And, and I'm not talking about the, the, the like momentary thought, you know, because we all have those thoughts that like maybe it's a lustful thought, maybe it's an angry thought, like whenever you're driving, you want to call somebody an idiot real fast, right? Okay, no, just me. All right, perfect. If I'm behind you, I may call you an idiot, but I'll do it in the privacy of my car, all right? So you won't have to know about it, and only me and God, and he'll deal with me later. 
Um, right? It's, it's those momentary things. That, that's not what I'm talking about. Like it, it comes in and comes out and, and like you're, you're thinking, oh my gosh, where did that thought come from? I, I got to get rid of that. I'm thinking about something else. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about whenever you choose to focus in on that thought. Like whenever you choose to just sit in it. You know, maybe you've had a really long, long week and things have not been going your way. Maybe things haven't been going your way for a long time and you're like, you know what? I don't care. I don't have the strength to think about something else right now. It is what it is. My life sucks right now. And I'm just going to hang out here in this spot. Right? That's what I'm talking about. Whenever lust has conceived, whenever you focus in on that thought, you choose not to take your thoughts captive to Christ, but you, you, you don't choose to focus on the things that are above the earth. You choose to focus on things that are right now surrounding you, the things that seem like they're going to overwhelm you. Whenever you choose to focus in on those thoughts, now all of a sudden you give those thoughts permission to multiply. And those thoughts multiply. And it says that whenever lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, right? Your thoughts multiply within you, and then they give birth to action, and, and while that, that should be a sobering thought for you, right, there are a lot of people in here and online, by the way, that need to hear that, right? If you're sitting in those thoughts, you are giving them permission to reproduce. You're giving them permission to multiply. You're giving them permission to manifest into physical action. That's why Jesus says uh, it's, not, it's not just don't murder your brother. It's don't even have hatred in your heart. Why? Because when you sit in it, it multiplies. It gives birth to action, Right, but now we can also flip it, though. Let's, let's flip it. Can I tell you that your righteous thoughts that you sit in can also multiply? See, that's why whenever we read scriptures that say take every thought captive to Christ is important. Why? Because we are taking those thoughts captive. We are redirecting our thoughts and saying, no, 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 no. Look, I'm going to focus on the things that are above the earth, seated at the right hand of God. And whenever I think about the things that are pure and holy and good, now all of a sudden I'm aligning my thought life with Christ. And whenever I align my thought life with Christ, those thoughts multiply also. And whenever those thoughts multiply, they also give birth to action. They give birth to action that's called righteousness. They give birth to action that's called following Jesus. They give birth to action that's called changing your life for the better. Our thoughts multiply. And, 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 and this theory of multiplication, it goes deep, right? It goes deep. It goes so deep that it's not just that things uh, are expected to multiply and that, and that your thoughts are expected to multiply. You're expected to multiply what has been given to you. Well, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 25. Now, I'm not going to read this passage. I, I'm not even putting it up on the screen. We're going to have, we're gonna have uh, Matthew chapter 25 up here. Can you throw that up on the screen for me? Check this out. I know that we have a lot of new Christians in here and online that watch us. And, and a lot of times as pastors, we just kind of expect that you know how to, to go into your Bible and, and find stuff. That's not always the case. And I'm sorry on behalf of all pastors that have expected that out of you without demonstrating how to do it, okay? I'm sorry because I've made that mistake. And so if you go on Google, it's really easy to type this in. If you go into your Bible, it's not that easy. I want you to have a physical Bible. If you don't have one, I want you to come talk to me. A physical Bible, there's something different about it. There's something different. There's something about that separation from your phone. There's something different about the separation from the world. 
And so if you go to Matthew, like in your Bible, Matthew is a book that you will find inside of your Bible. The, the, the first number is the chapter that you look for before the colon. The second number that you see after the colon, those are the verses, all right? That's how you find scripture in your Bible. If you need help, I want you to come talk to us, okay? That way we can get you on the right path. But I want you to go home and read this. I'm going to give you a very short synopsis of what this story is. This is the story of Jesus telling uh, about the, the story of the master giving talents to his three servants. He has three servants, this master does. And so the master goes away and he says, look, I'm going to give one guy five talents. That's a denomination of money, right? I'm going to give one guy five talents. I'm going to give one guy two talents. And I'm going to give one guy one talent. Now, the, the guy with the five and the two, both of those guys, they doubled their money and multiplied it. And whenever the master got home, he's like, look, you did exactly what I wanted you to do with this money. You multiplied. What I gave to you, you multiplied it. I'm going to give you more now because I can trust you with what I've given you. The third guy, thinking he was being responsible and doing nothing with his money, he just hid it in the ground and, and waited till his master got back home. The master got back and he said, look, you did nothing with what I gave you. Since you did nothing, I'm going to take it away. Now, this is not a prosperity sermon, all right? I, I need you to understand that. But at the same time, there are laws of multiplication. There are laws of engaging with God in what you have. And, and what we can find commonly throughout Scripture is when we engage with God with what we have, when we choose to multiply what God has given us, God gives us more. So if you're in a position where you feel like you are lacking in relationship, you're in a position where you feel like you're lacking at your job, you, you feel like you're lacking in whatever area it is, maybe the problem is that you aren't doing anything with what God has given you. See, he's entrusted you with something. He's given you gifts, and he's waiting for you to choose to multiply those gifts. And we can see this whenever we go to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29 11, like whether you are a Christian or not, you have probably heard somebody quote Jeremiah 29 11. I'll probably, I'll probably uh, mess it up here, but it's like, I, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. And like all my Pentecostal people just say amen right there, right? <laughs> right? Like, that, like that's, a, that's a verse to quote. It doesn't matter what you're going through and you're like, oh man, this is really bad, but God says he's got a plan for me to prosper me, to give me a future and a hope. And like we all want to latch onto that promise. And that's a good promise for us to latch onto, Right? But the problem is, is that most Christians don't read the instructions that come right before that. Can I tell you that in order to get the promise, you have to follow the instructions? It's like, it's like if you get an Ikea piece of furniture, if you don't follow the instructions, it ain't happening. Good luck. I mean, it's hard enough with the instructions, let alone without them. Like, I don't even see a piece in the box that looks like this. But there's instructions that lead to the future and the hope. And if you want that promise, you want to claim that promise for yourself, let's go and check out what Jeremiah 29 has to say. All right, so they've been carried into Babylon, right? Let, let's just understand this. An army has come into their country and removed them from their own country and brought them to a place called Babylon where they don't want to be. This is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. 
Increase in number there. Stop waiting for the future and the hope. Stop waiting for the next thing that I'm going to bring you into. Stop waiting for the better situation before you do something. I'm telling you, multiply where you are. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of who? Not of yourself, of the city to which I've carried you into exile, into that place that you don't want to be. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. You see, it's that idea of multiplication. You're like, look, God, man, I can't wait until you get me into the promised land. I can't wait till you get me to where I'm supposed to be. Because, man, whenever you get me there, then we're going to do something. He's like, hey, there's this whole instruction portion before the future and hope. Look, where you are right now, you need to find a way to multiply. Where you are right now, you need to figure out how to make it prosper. Because I want you to prosper no matter where you are. You can prosper in a bad situation. And I'm not, look, look, look. I, I want you to understand. I'm not talking about like an abusive relationship, okay? I need to clarify that. I'm not talking about something like that. I'm talking about the normal, like average stuff that we're just unhappy with in life. You can prosper there. You can prosper at a job you're not thrilled with. And if you figure out how to prosper at a job that you're not thrilled with, guess what's going to happen whenever you find the job that you are thrilled with? Just wait and see what kind of prosperity. And I'm not even talking about just money. I'm talking about mental prosperity. You know, I didn't even know how stressed out I was at my previous job until I started working here full time. Like, I, I got a couple of months into working full-time as a pastor here. This, was, this has been my dream job since I was in high school, right? And, and I just came on full-time like five years ago, I think, four or five years ago. And, and two months into this, I was like, you know, I haven't taken Advil in a long time. <laughs> I was seriously taking like eight Advil a day every day that I went to work. And I didn't realize how stressed out I was until I got out of it. But you know what I was doing while I was there? I was doing my best to make that prosper. And, and I think that the Lord honors that moment, right? Just like he honors his word. If you're in a bad position, I want you to figure out how do I multiply here? How do I prosper here? If we go into Exodus chapter 1, I'm not going to read it, right? You can, you can read it. It's up on the screen. If you go to mymomentumchurch.tv, click on today's notes. It's in there. Exodus chapter 1, right? we got to keep in mind, this is where uh, uh, the Hebrews are in Egypt. Now, the first couple hundred years that they're there, man, life's pretty good. They're given the best of the land. But now there's a new Pharaoh. And that new Pharaoh comes to town, and he's like, look, look, look. we got to do something about these, these Hebrews. And so what they figure out is that, look, if we multiply, then we're going to be a real problem for the Egyptians, the, the Pharaoh figures out if they multiply, they're going to be a real problem for us. And if you have an enemy that has formed a weapon against you and you want to come out on top of that, sometimes what you have to do is you have to be willing to say, look, I'm going to multiply. I know that I'm in the enemy's territory right now, but I'm going to choose to multiply because when I multiply, when I do what I can with what I have been given, now all of a sudden I become a problem for the enemy. Some of y'all need that. Y'all need to become a problem for the enemy instead of letting the enemy be a problem for you. You need, you need, you need a, a visit from Big Mo to happen 
right? For those of you who are not sports people, Big Mo, you might hear Big Mo or Uncle Mo either way. It's the idea of momentum coming to a team. And I'm not talking about momentum church, right? I'm talking about the word momentum. Whenever it comes into a team in the middle of a game, that's Big Mo. I was coaching uh, my, my son's baseball team, my older son's baseball team, 11 and 12 baseball. Uh, and, and we were in the playoffs uh, this past fall trying to get to the championship. It's the game before the championship. And uh, we're down by one run going into the last inning. And, and if you don't know this already, it's real easy to discourage 11 and 12-year-olds. Real easy. So my team is discouraged. They're like, dang it, man. It's the last inning. We're down by one. We're going to lose. I'm like, guys, you got you to gotta change your mindset. All we need to do is get guys on base. We get guys on base. We're going to win this thing, right? I, I, needed, I needed them to believe that. And sometimes in order for you to believe it, you need a visit from Big Mo, right? You, you need just that one thing that's going to change to get Big Mo to come visit. And so what we do is, is they, they have their best pitcher up on the mound. And, and, and so everybody's now extra freaking out on my team. Man, they got their best pitcher out. But I know a secret about their best pitcher. He gets real emotional when things don't go his way. And I'm a good coach, and I'm going to take care. I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that kid's bad emotions. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take advantage of it. And so we get our first kid up, and he's a pretty solid batter. And I'm like, look. I know, I know that you want to swing the bat, but you got to stop swinging at stuff five feet over your head. You can't do that, right? I want, you, I want you to be smart up there. Well, he ends up getting walked. Now the pitcher's upset. I have him steal second base. Now he's more upset. I have him steal third base. Now he's more upset. Now we got the tying run sitting on third base. Our batter hits a line drive to, to right field. We score the first run. Now we're tied. Now I've got my best base runner on first base. Steal second base, pitcher's more upset. Steal third base, now he's really beside himself. And we've been working on this one play, right? We've been working on this one play, and everybody is losing their minds on our side of the field because they're like, this is it. We have no outs. we got a runner on third base. Now, all of a sudden, the momentum has changed, right? The momentum has changed. And I said, buddy, we've been working on this special play where whenever the catcher releases the ball, you're going to steal home. But you have to have a big lead, Right? And so I come up to, to my, my base runner. I say, buddy, you remember that play that we've been practicing? And he's like, yeah, coach. I said, you're going to do it. I want you to take it right now. I want you to take home. And he's like, I don't know that I can. I said, well, you got to. <laughs> First pitch goes. He gets a pretty big lead, comes back. Second pitch. Gets a pretty big lead, comes back. That third pitch. He gets a big lead. He's almost halfway down the line. And as soon as that catcher releases the ball back to the pitcher, Brandon takes off for home. He slides in. That pitcher, now beside himself, cannot catch or throw to save his life. <laughs> we steal home, win the game, and we go to the championship. Let me tell you what we needed. We needed that first walk. We needed that first guy on base, that first person, that first event, that first action that started going our way is what then turned around the rest of the game. 
Some of you in your life, you are in a bad experience right now. You're in a bad situation, or maybe you will be. And whenever you find yourself in that bad position, you need a visit from Big Mo to your house. You need a little bit of multiplication to happen in your house, in your mind. You need that one thought, that one thought, and allow it to multiply into one action. That one action changes one life, changes one house, changes one job, changes one community. Changes one church. Y'all, we need a visit from Big Mo. We need to unite with that, with that idea, that law of multiplication, and, and say, look, all we need is that one time, that one time for something to go right, and then it's on. And, you know, I see, I see where even Jesus uh, talks about this a little bit here. You know, this is where whenever we go to Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. See, Jesus has already died and resurrected from the grave. And, and so now he's, he's going, hey, guys, listen, uh, you know, group talk. Let's, let's team up here. Huddle up. <laughs> We're in a bad situation. Don't know if you realize this. The earth was designed with people in it that were supposed to rule and reign righteously. They made some bad decisions and welcomed evil into this world. Now the world around us is dark. Now there, are, there, there is a fallen society that we live amongst. This world is not operating the way that my father designed it to operate. And if we want to bring darkness into subjection again, if we want to eliminate sin's hold on people's lives, if we want to bring marriages back together, if we want to restore addicts, if we want to, to, to restore humanity, if we want to rule and reign righteously and, and say, evil, you have no power place in this earth, then we're going to have to have a visit from Big Mo. We're going to need to multiply in this place. And so that's why Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You see, Jesus is realizing that we need to operate as Christ followers in this law of multiplication. If we're going to see any kind of change in our own lives, if we're going to see any kind of change in the earth, we have to start multiplying. We've got to spread the gospel. We have to preach and spread the gospel. That is the, that is the command that he has given you, is to preach and spread the gospel. Now, that looks a lot of different ways, right? That maybe you're in here or you're online watching right now, and you've been like, man, I, I feel like God may be calling me to missions. Like, like go overseas somewhere and, and, and dedicate your life to preaching to other countries eating weird food that I would never eat, right? Maybe that's what God is calling you to do. And you can, you can take up the call of Matthew 28 and say, I'm going to go and I'm going to multiply. I'm going to go make disciples in other countries because that's what God has called me to do. Maybe it's going on a short missions trip. Maybe it's, look, it's just going and supporting the missions picnic, right? As we support missionaries, at these various people that go overseas, they have to be financed to do it. So this is how we as a church 
can help multiply and spread the gospel. And so you go and you, you don't even care about the food, but you donate money to take care of missionaries. Maybe that's what you do. Maybe at work, you actually preach the gospel. You're like the person that has the Jesus cubicle, right? And everybody knows if you go over to her, she's going to be preaching to you about Jesus and how much he loves you. Maybe you're the owner of a company and you're preaching gospel message to your employees all the time. Maybe you preach the gospel to people like Kroger and Walmart and Quick Trip and like you can't help but find people to tell them about the love of Jesus. Maybe that's you. You know, you're, you're responding to the call that Jesus has put on your life. But maybe you're like, listen, I. I want to be able to spread the gospel and preach, but that is not me. That like talking to people about Jesus absolutely freaks me out. Can I tell you that's okay too? That's all right. But I, I'm reminded of a story. I, I, I got a new phone several years ago. You know, whenever like you only had five ringtones to choose from. I got a new phone one day and I'm standing in a room full of people and somebody's phone starts ringing and I'm impatient and irritable. And so I'm like, somebody needs to answer that phone. Still ringing, now I'm getting really frustrated. I'm like, oh my gosh, is, is this person deaf? Like, how do they not hear their phone is going off? About that time is when somebody taps me on the shoulder. Hey, I think your phone's ringing. I'm like, oh yeah. My bad. I didn't realize that it was my phone ringing. I didn't realize the call was for me. I thought it was for somebody else, right? And there are so many people that will read Matthew 28 and be like, well, I can't preach the gospel because that's just not my gifting. And so the call must be for somebody else. But can I tell you something? If you're doing that, you're, you're misreading what Jesus has said to you. The call was not for somebody else. The, the call is not for another group of people. The call is specifically for you to spread the gospel. And, and you don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be someone who is really vocal and likes talking to people all the time. You don't have to do that. But at bare minimum, look, the church is spreading the gospel. Link arms with us. That's what you can do. If you don't know what else to do, look, you can link arms with Momentum Church. Because can I tell you, we are gonna spread the gospel. That's what we do. We believe so much in the love of Jesus that we kind of put this together, together every single week so that people can hear about the love of Jesus for their lives. Because guess what? Jesus is not just somebody who's, who's created a bunch of rules in the Old Testament and New Testament so that you can follow rules. Jesus is a real human being who came to this earth to save us so that we could have a relationship with him, not one day, but today. And he really wants to make our lives better. And he's making people's lives better every single day. So if you don't know what else you can do, you're not even sure how you could volunteer to help here. I want you to do it anyway. And we will help you find what you're good at. We're gonna go ahead and put a QR code right up here on the screen. I want everybody to take out their phones. Look, I see a lot of people with shirts on where y'all are already serving with us. I know a lot of the faces in here, y'all are already serving with us. But can I tell you that, that Big Mo has already come to visit this house and we are riding a wave right now. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you have felt it over the past few months, but Big Mo has visited Momentum Church. 
And, and, and through the whole thing of COVID, can I tell you something? What the, what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord has turned for good for this house. And, and, and we are moving in an incredible direction right now. I mean, it, the, the, the level of momentum has, has just increased ridiculously over the past few months. And we're going to ride this wave. But if we're going to ride this wave and multiply and spread the gospel like this church is called to do, we need you to partner with us right now. And so I want everybody, even if you already serve, just go ahead and pull out your phone so that you can show other people how to pull out their phones. Right? And I want you to, if you have an iPhone, all you have to do is open up your camera app. And, and go to take a picture of it, and it's going to pull it up for you, right? If, if you don't have an iPhone, you can use a QR code reader. If you don't know how to use technology, Pastor Stephanie is going to be down here at the end of the service, all right? She's going to be down here at the end of the service, and she's, she's willing to help you. If you're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to sign up for, that's perfectly okay. She can help you. That's what we pay her to do, is help people like you, all right? But in all seriousness, like, I... This law of multiplication, it's a good jumping off point for your life in general, right? Whether, whether it's, it's spreading the gospel, whether it's getting you out of a bad situation, whatever it is, you need to figure out how to engage with this law of multiplication. And I want to pray a blessing over you guys as y'all as move into this, all right? Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much, Lord, for this room of people, God, I thank you so much, Lord, for your law of multiplication in our lives, God, that, that not only do you expect us to multiply, God, but then you unite with us and help that multiplication process. When we start trying to take care of what you've given us, then all of a sudden you partner with us and you take it beyond what we could have ever expected, God. I just pray a blessing over everybody in this room, everybody online right now who's like, man, I am going to start multiplying. I didn't realize that I was not able to walk into that promise of a future and a hope until this moment. And now I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to go multiply. I'm going to go back into my marriage. I'm going to figure out how to multiply the, 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 the relationship that I have with my spouse. I'm going to figure out how to multiply my good thoughts and take every bad thought captive and bring it into submission to Christ. I'm going to take my, my depression that I've experienced, Lord, that's just the, the depression that is only because of my thoughts, because of what I've cho chosen to think about. God, I repent for that, and I take every thought captive right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, and help me multiply the pure thoughts. Help me multiply the thoughts of every good and perfect gift that you've given to me. Help me to remain thankful in the name of Jesus and help me multiply in righteousness here on this earth. God, I pray a blessing over this House of Momentum Church, Lord. God, as we unite, as you find a room full of people who say, sign me up to multiply your kingdom, God, I pray that you multiply this house in the name of Jesus. We love you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.